but not really, because we're doing a different series, not related to the, the gospel. What? It's related Hello, to the gospel. Hello, it's Thursday Night Appetizer, and you're with Sam and Charles. I'm Charles. He's Sam. Well, now the color changed just a second ago. But like it's nice and clear, so we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Uh, no, remember, the gospel means the proclamation. You don't know what the gospel means. I don't? No. Do you know what the gospel means? <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's the Sunday's gospel. It implies the gospel reading of the Sunday, which we always used to do till you had the idea that we weren't going to do it anymore. So this is your idea. So we went off the rails. Um, we are now in uncharted territory. How many episodes of this have we done? Of what? Thursday Night Appetizer. Like in total? Yeah. Well, we're going on three years. We started in... Well over 100. I think we started in... Where did we start in 2020? I don't remember. No, no, I don't think so. 2021. We did this thing called Swamp Things. Swamp Things for a while in, 20, or in early 2021. Yeah. So we, I think it was the summer of 2021 that we started. So we're, I think we're coming up on three years. Somebody could fact check us. That'd be funny. Please fact check us about ourselves. You can fact check us about anything. Like, I, I tend to be pretty good with Catholic stuff and Bible stuff. I, I do. I'm no, he's just, he's just bossy. Or confident. There are, there are confident. people out there that know more than you do. Yeah, there are. You know more than I do about some things. I know more than you know about the NBA basketball. Thank God. Stuff. See? Uh, you know more than I do about farming. So, journey to the cross. The thing is, the Catholic <laughs> Church's Sunday readings, as you know, go through a three-year cycle. Yeah. Where you focus, uh, we have focused on the the reading from one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And I thought, we've been doing this for a while. Let's look at the second readings. And now you're very short. I am shorter than you are, but not that, that much shorter than you are. You're like a whole head shorter than me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't care. Whatever. You're like a little person. And you don't mean a child, nor do you mean someone who's got some kind of condition whereby they're shorter than most people. <laughs> Correct? Correct. We just watched a video of... Uh, uh, in Irish mythology, the little people is a reference to... You don't I, say I, I know, yeah. Like pygmies or something. No, no. To leprechauns. Yeah, that, they're like the same thing as pygmies. No, they're not the same thing. Yes, as they pig- are. No. Just listen to a giant long podcast. You did? Yeah. What? Brothers of the Serpent. This sounds stupid. It was all about pygmies and little people and leprechauns and stuff. Are they known as Brothers of the Serpent? No, the Brothers of the Serpent is the podcast. Why are you listening to a podcast called it's Brothers awesome. of the Serpent? It's awesome. You should look and check it out. Are you sure they, they, they talk about art? Yeah, they talk about archaeology and all kinds of crazy stuff. Why is it called Brothers? Fr- it's all it's very much fringe, uh, fringe stuff though, like kind of like kind of edgy, but it's it's really really fascinating and interesting. So it's basically, this this guy had stud- has been had been studying okay. pygmies and little people, the the legends from all across Europe. Okay. Um, it, it it shows up in other parts of the world too, but he was just focusing mainly on like like um, the Netherlands and Finland and some of the, like, the, that are known for, like, having these legends. There's just a lot of really, like, common, like, there's a lot of common threads. All right. In all of these individual legends about it. Just about, like, the things that the pygmies would do and stuff and eyewitness accounts, so-called. It's pretty cool. Am I- anyway, no, we were watching a video of a pastor who was, like, got caught up talking about it. <laughs> he was talking, talking about- to a child. Well, he was talking about people that I guess he was maybe having an altar call or something. Yeah. And he was talking about and and you he, was know, about, he was talking to a child. At the yeah, back, yeah. Jesus, right? Jesus even sees that little that little guy in the back. The little person. That little person in the back, and then he's like, and by little I don't mean little person as in 
A midget. A midget. <laughs> a midget. I don't think you're supposed to I say. I mean, like a child. I don't think you're supposed to I think it's kind of like not. It's rude. It's rude now. Um, but um, and then he said, that, you know, like, I, just, I just mean he's like, he's a little kid or something. It's really funny because it was supposed to be this really prayerful moment where everybody's giving their life to Jesus. And, and were, he was very embarrassed. They were probably, he was embarrassed. They were probably all cracking up. <laughs> Because he's doing this into the mic while the quiet music is playing. It was so funny. There was a song in, link the, to it. in the 70s called um, Short People. Do you know that song? Pretty funny. Oh, the 70s. There's a lot of stupid music in the 70s. This song was about how stupid it is to say that you're in favor of whatever minority group you're supposedly in favor of. That sort of stuff became popular in the 70s. So the guy, Gary Newman, his idea was that, well, what if you were like, what if short people were discriminated against? So he wrote a song about short people. That and songs about de- dating teenage girls. Mmm, yeah. Lots of inappropriate stuff in the 70s. That's true. SNL just did a f- uh, funny, like, video release, co- like a spoof release compilation. Oh, no. You know, like, you know where they, like, it's like a, tel- a TV commercial where they have, like, mm-hmm. we put together this collection of all your favorite, I don't know, water songs. I don't know, whatever. Only this time it was, like, songs from the 70s, and they were all about, like, it's just inappropriate. It's pretty funny. Well, Sam, I believe that is your brand. Slightly inappropriate. Yeah. So you're directing people to slightly inappropriate content. I wasn't directing anybody anywhere. You did direct Watch the, to... the video about the, with the pastor. That's funny. Brothers of the Serpent. Brothers of the Serpent isn't inappropriate. All right. It's not, a, it's, it's not even about little people, like people with dwarfism or whatever the actual condition is. Should we go on with Journey to the Cross? It's about legends about the, about the, the pygmies. And well, it was really interesting. There are people who are genetically very short. I think the Bushmen of the Kalahari. And the funny right? thing about all that last five minutes of talking is you're not actually a short person. Just you're sitting lower <laughs> than me. So you're a full sh- head shorter than me. You're the one that got us started on that tangent. Speaking of wisdom, um, this week will be looking at a passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, which refers to the cross as wisdom, um, but in a way that is obviously challenging to the people of that time and to our time as well. So a little bit of a backgrounder here. Uh, in order to understand the wisdom of the cross... A lot of backgrounder. It's actually a lot like of backgrounder. This much of the page. The message of the Christian faith in the New Testament until the present day has, has a few constant elements, like God has promised us things... And, 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 and things have been prophesied that were given to Israel in what we call the Old Testament, and that those, all those promises and, and prophecies are fulfilled in the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We're now waiting for him to come in glory. But at the moment, from this time till the time Jesus comes, um, there's an invitation, an urgent invitation to all people to repent and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that's the basic Christian message, sometimes called the gospel. Um, to the people of the promise, the Jewish people, this message is called a stumbling block by Paul. But why is that? And the reason is because Jesus died on the cross. So they, they did not expect the anointed one of God, the Messiah, to end up dead on a cross, on a cross of shame. They did not expect the king who was sent by God to be a humble servant who deliberately avoided offers of rule. They were looking for a majestic figure who would conquer all their enemies and rule with an iron rod. and this contrast with Jesus on the cross is, is kind of a scandal or stumbling block. Literally, a scandal is a stumbling block. Okay, so it's, uh, it's um, to, to the, uh, the Jewish people, 
demanding signs that doesn't work. The Greeks, it says, are looking for wisdom. The Greek culture of that time, they, they had a very strong philosophical tradition, um, and it was really important to them that God could not feel anything. Hmm. Actually kind of important for Greek philosophy. For God to feel sorrow, joy, or anger, or grief, would mean that a mere mortal would have the power to influence God because mm. we could provoke feelings in God, in other words, influence God. Mm. They even went further, believing that God would, not, would never lower himself to being involved with our human affairs. And so Augustine, the great Christian teacher who was very well versed in, in ancient philosophy, um, uh, said that the Greeks could never have imagined the mystery of God becoming human, becoming man. And, and that line from the Gospel of John, John chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us would make no sense to them. We could add, say, let alone the cross, right? So Greek wisdom was also aimed at manipulating people to get what you wanted. Uh, and the bluntness, the lack of sophistication of the Christian message, the gospel, Christ was crucified, was crude in comparison from their, their way of thinking. It was something like a very crude and blunt message. But the power of the gospel is such that many of these cultured peoples, with their many gods and amazing civilization, embraced the message of the cross. And the Jewish people became the rootstock, that's what Paul calls them in Romans chapter 11, the rootstock, because from them came the first followers of Jesus. So the Christian faith has a rootstock which is in the Jewish people. Um, like Paul himself. So where's the wisdom of the world today? We're not like the ancient Greeks or the ancient Jews. But today, I would say, the wisdom of today is that God is basically distant and that even if he exists, he probably doesn't care about us, which reminds me a bit of the Greeks, actually. <laughs> um, like the Greeks, worldly wisdom is just about getting ahead, getting what we want, satisfying our own needs. And perhaps like the ancient Jewish people of Jesus' time, it's hard to take Jesus seriously in an age of influencers and celebrities Jesus did not control his image or manipulate it to make himself look good, the opposite, especially on the cross. But this is the wisdom of God, which despite all of our, wit of our wisdom is the only source of salvation. And that is our backgrounder for this week on the wisdom of the cross. It's a doozy. I think there's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here. Interesting to note that we're doing uh, readings from the New Testament or from the, the epistles of Paul, the letters of Paul and not from the gospel. Did you mention that already? I don't know if I did. Yeah. So, we, so I, this series will deal with the... What the would we call the second reading? The second at reading at Mass, which is the... Uh, mm -hmm. This one is from 1 Corinthians. They're all from different letters of Paul in the next five weeks. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I think it is interesting. I like the letters of Paul. Well, it's very Protestant. In some ways, people. I like it better than the That's because you're Protestant in some of your formation and training. It's true. They love the writers of, writings of Paul. They don't really focus on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or even Acts. I like to say I can relate to those who protest. What? What, pro what are we talking about protests for? Protestant. Protest. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I, too, have protests with the church. <laughs> the difference between the From saint, within. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say is that the saint protests and stays in the church. Which right. Is really hard to do. That's, that's the so only annoying. difference. Yeah. Especially to be around people like you who are embittered and angry. What? I'm not always no, you're like not. that. You're pretty just, joyful. The thing is, it's just, ah, uh, you know. Okay. Do you want to pray? Sure. The Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for calling us to be with you and to share in your word today. And we ask you, Lord, to accompany us on this journey to the cross. You've invited us to take up our cross and follow you, to, in a sense, to suffer and die with you, to go down into the depths with you, and to be raised again to new life. And we're both grateful and apprehensive, Lord, as we set out on this journey to Easter. 
because we know what it means in our lives. We know that it means that uh, we will need to be purified and cleansed and that there are parts of us that will need to die um, in order that uh, we can receive your life. And so we ask you, Lord, to illuminate our hearts, to show us the path forward, to reveal to us your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 18 to 25. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are on the way to destruction. But it is the power of God to those who are on the way to salvation. For it stands written, I will wipe out the wisdom of the wise and I will bring to nothing the cleverness of the clever. Where is the wise? Where is the expert in the law? Where is the man who debates about this world's wisdom? Did not God render foolish the wisdom of the world? For when in God's wisdom, the world for all its wisdom did not know God, it pleased God to save those who believe by what men would call the foolishness of the Christian message. Brothers and sisters, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block for Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called Jews and Greeks alike, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are on the way to destruction, but it is the power of God to those who are on the way to salvation. For it stands written, I will wipe out the wisdom of the wise and I will bring to nothing the cleverness of the clever. Where is the wise? Where is the expert in the law? Where is the man who debates about this world's wisdom? Did not God render foolish the wisdom of this world? For when in God's wisdom, the world for all its wisdom did not know God, it pleased God to save those who believe by what men would call the foolishness of the Christian message. Brothers and sisters, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called Jews and Greeks alike, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Got something? Um, I was thinking about the line, the world for all its wisdom did not know God. Hmm. Okay. And I was just reminded that of the very first, let's say virtue that we have to possess in order to find God. Which is? Humility. Oh, okay. I was just thinking about how easy it is to, com to tell yourself that you know everything. Especially if you're me. If you're anybody, I mean. I know I think that. So th th to me, that's what this line mm -hmm. means. For all um, the world, for all its wisdom, did not know God. Mm -hmm. um, I just, when I look around and I, I read, you know, things that are going on in the world, there's this sense that like, we're just like better than ever. That we've got like more figured out, more answers, you know, science is so advanced. Mm -hmm. Medicine is so advanced. We're going to be. You know, Elon Musk is going to be connecting our brains to machines pretty soon. Uploading. Uploading our consciousness, our consciousness to mm -hmm. a computer. Right. Whatever. Like, um, you know, pretty soon we're going to solve blindness and muteness. And I mean, this is the thinking, right? That we've got all the answers, essentially. Yeah. That we are wise. That we've got this, like, wealth of wisdom. And I was just thinking that um, actually... Wisdom does not mean you know God or it can actually prevent you from knowing God. The world for all its wisdom the world did not for all its know God. The world for all its wisdom did not know God. And 
it's because we actually have to let go of what we know or what we sort of can see around us with our own eyes. Mm -hmm. There has to be a humility there to say like, I'm just gonna like let go, I'm gonna like. Okay, but if you're, if you're solving problems, let's, yeah. let's, I think we can both acknowledge, most people would, that a lot of problems are solved that weren't solved for most of human history. Sure, yep. Okay, problems are being solved. Why do you even care about whether God exists if you can solve that's problems? That's right, that's the, that's the thinking. So, so what's the point? What like what's the point for us as Christians to say to people, yeah, there are a lot of problems being solved, but you're missing something, right? Yeah. So what's, right. what, what are people missing when they're missing my, God? My point is that it begins with, a, with a, an acknowledgement that we don't know everything with a humility. Okay, I, I, I get you. My, my point is, what motivates us to want to be humble enough to acknowledge? I think, when we real, I, I think when we realize that, we don't have all the answers. That When we realize we can't save ourselves. Okay, so you're making a point that despite all the problems being solved. That we still don't have the answers. Right. That we might think we do, but we don't. I, and I think an important part of that is, um, you don't have to be a pessimist to say, Technology is amazing, yet does terrible things, right? Is, is that part of what, like, we have to kind of... Even without the terrible that, things, that, that we can't solve all our problems with technology. Right. But there's the sense that we can. That's mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Right. But it's a lie. It's not the truth. It's, so uh, even if there weren't negative side effects, et cetera. Yeah. It doesn't... So what, what, what kinds of things can technology not address that only God can address? Like, just to motivate people to think about this... And maybe you're already thinking about this, but what would you say? I would say more of like the philosophical question. Like? Why? Okay. You know, um, I don't know. Like, like if, you, if you can travel somewhere quicker than you could before, mm -hmm. well, why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Sure. What's the point of all this? What's the point of saving a few minutes by going faster or a few days by traveling quicker? You know, um, why have more things? Why have more comfort? It doesn't answer the question why. Can I say why live longer? Why live longer is another great one, yeah. Because I think living longer is a natural human instinct and even a good one to live longer. Mm -hmm. um, my and yet, and as you know, people are despairing in that too. Sure. Right? Yeah. And they're probably because they don't have a clear answer to the question why. Mm -hmm. um, especially when it's like, why endure suffering? Mm -hmm. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah, why, yeah. why endure? Why endure hardship and suffering? Yep. Um, in order to live longer. Well, uh, there's a great letter by Pope John Paul, from I think from the 1990s called um, "The Salvific Power of Suffering." Salvifici Dolores is the Latin title, I believe. And his point is, it's actually good to use our human knowledge and human mm -hmm. wisdom to address to alleviate, alleviate suffering. suffering. But that still doesn't answer the question of what's the point of suffering, or is there such a thing as Suffering that can be meaningful. My, my, my phrase, by the way, was which is really interesting. The word of the cross, like that, such an interesting phrase. I didn't really thought about that until just now as we were looking at it. The word of the cross. Like its message? Right. Like it's probably, I'm imagining it's a Greek word. I don't know actually offhand. The Greek word logos, which is the word of the cross. And, and, and actually John's gospel begins in the beginning was the word, same word, logos as in Greek, if I'm right the word of the cross. Another way of saying that is the rationale or the wisdom or the meaning. Um, and, and that like the cross is actually, the whole point of the cross is to eliminate meaning. Like this is, this person on the cross, in this case we're focusing on Jesus, although others were crucified, many others, by the Romans. Um, like this, there's no meaning here. You can tell by looking at the disfigured shape of this dead figure hanging on this, on this 
cross. There's no meaning here, so give up on that, right? But in a sense, what God is, I think what God is saying through the word of the cross is that maybe even especially when things are at their worst or darkest for us, in some ways, Jesus is very close to us. So like, even if progress works in a sense, there is actual human progress, there mm -hmm. is technologically, right? It doesn't, it doesn't actually address like, well, what's the point of getting out of bed? Like even if everything's going really well, why get out of bed? And, why is, and, and, and the consequence of that is it doesn't address questions like, well, what's the point of life? Um, even when things are going well, I think that's a, one of the weirdest things is not just when things are going badly, but when things are going well is when pe people really struggle sometimes. There's um, one, of the, one of the testimonies in the Alpha series, which is starting soon, mm -hmm. March 13th, is um, a gentleman that uh, was like um, Oh, I, I remember, the, I think I know the guy you mean. He's like some kind of an executive of a startup or I can't remember what. Sure. Anyway, he got, he got to be really wealthy. By the time he was 30, he was a millionaire. Mm -hmm. um, he, he says he had a girlfriend that was on the cover of magazines. Mm -hmm. He had a Beamer. He had everything he wanted. He, was, mm -hmm. he had a, an apartment in four cities, things like that. And yet he, would, he says, and yet I was so unhappy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So like it's um, the wisdom of the world would drive us to try to seek happiness in all of these things. Mm -hmm. That was one aspect of Greek wisdom in the background, a little bit of looking at that idea. Is that it, the idea is like, the, the idea of Greek wisdom in part was just like, what can get you what you want to in the world? And even, even the ancient tradition, I was remembering to throw in one more element, there are books referred to as the wisdom books of the, of the Bible of the Old Testament. And the, basically the tradition of wisdom is, how do you give advice to kings? Specifically the idea of wisdom is, the king has wise men, typically wise men around him, and they give him advice on how to rule. Um, so you, you are basically talking about advice to someone with a lot of power about how to get what he wants and impose his will on people around him. Anyway, that's the idea of like the worldly wisdom, that, that kind of the biblical tradition of wisdom, the wisdom of God grows out of that in a sense. But the wisdom of the cross is the opposite of all that, right? That's, that's so intriguing. The word of the cross, I think, is this idea of, it's more than an idea, it's a reality, but the, the phrase, the word of the cross, is like, when, when it looks to us, humanly speaking, that there is no more meaning left, that everything's gone, is actually the source of all meaning. Like, the cross is God's final word to us about what everything means. I don't know, does that make well, sense? Well, because look at what happened on the cross. It doesn't make any sense. Right, that's, that's right. In worldly wisdom. Yeah. That's why it's foolishness. Uh, is it foolishness to the Greeks and a stumbling block to the Jews, mm -hmm. right? Because here is the king of the universe. Stumbling block to Jews, you know, foolishness to Greeks, that's right. Like, yeah. the, like you just look at the cross, it doesn't make any sense. Sure. For the king of the universe to be here, to have given himself up for his subjects mm -hmm. in this way, in such a horrible way. It's, it's mind-bogglingly mind -boggling, mind bad planning on God's part, if you look at it in a, right. worldly, <laughs> wisdom. In a worldly sense, right? Yeah. And, and he's calling us into that too. That's it, and journey that, to the cross, right? right? And that's where, that's where it says, um, it is the power of God for those on the way to salvation, right? It's like, if you're on the path, on the, uh, if you've given your life to Christ and you're on the way to salvation, mm -hmm. then, it, then it begins to make sense. It begins to have meaning, right? I think, I think of people who have not yet taken the first step, mm -hmm. and something we've talked about a lot um, is the word trust. Yep. So how do you trust enough to take the first step is a good question. Or if you've been on the journey for a while 
and all of a sudden things that were making sense no longer make sense, how do you trust enough to take the next step, even in the middle of the journey, when you feel like, well, this doesn't make any sense anymore? Mm -hmm. I don't think there are answers to those questions that we can give ourselves or each other in advance. Like, I think part of, part of it is, is you are stepping out into an abyss. Um, I don't know why this is coming to my mind right now, but, but um, maybe it makes some sense. Like, if I was advising someone who hasn't made the first step yet, mm -hmm. like if I was talking to them and they were like, what's the first thing I should do or something yeah. like that? I think, you know, the church is always talking about beauty, truth, and wisdom. Beauty, truth, and goodness, typically. Or beauty, truth, and goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I've got wisdom in my head. Beauty, good. truth, and goodness. Mm -hmm. uh, what I like about those three words is that everyone can access them. Okay. And uh, I would say start with, start with those three things. Start with what's beautiful, what's true, and what's good. Mm -hmm. Right? You just the next time you find something beautiful, mm -hmm. ask yourself why it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Talk to yourself about why it's beautiful. Right. Right? Because the thing about those three things is they make us wonder about their origin, about mm -hmm. where they lead, right? They, they are sort of like universal guides to the divine, I think. Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. Yeah. And can I say... And they can, they can be purely... They can be human things, too, or natural sure, things. Sure. Of course, like... Like, a, like yeah. Yeah, yesterday, or yesterday? Tuesday. Yesterday. Tuesday. What happened? No, yesterday. There was a thunderstorm in the morning. Right. It was really weird. Well, when yeah. okay. Tuesday there was a thunderstorm in the morning, too. Mm -hmm. And that's the one I was thinking of because I was sitting on my porch and it was beautiful. Actually, this thunderstorm coming with the lightning and mm. it was an amazing thing. The first thunderstorm of the year. I always right. like thunderstorms. But to me, it was beautiful. And it just you can either go, oh, that was a, that was neat. That was beautiful. But so what? Or but I think most of us, if we really look at the beauty of it, we go, mm -hmm. what else is here? What, mm -hmm. what is this pointing us to? I don't know. I don't know if I'm just being too confusing or whatever. No, I don't think so. And what, what, one of the interesting and I think important things is to also say, as Christians, what we can see, which is a gift, that we can see truth, beauty, and goodness in a particular way, which is that we see all those things converging on the cross. Mm -hmm. Like, what is truth? Paradoxically. Like, right, right. Like, on it's, the, cross. It, the deepest paradox is like, that's real. That's the most real thing possible. What Jesus has done and in a sense eternally is doing for us no matter when we are or where we are in time that's true that's like beauty when, when he's like the most disfigured of people right um and most humiliated and goodness um to the point of like overwhelmingly good because it's it's way more than anyone deserves or could possibly even ask of another person, I, I don't, even though the most evil thing is happening to him. Right, right. So, like, you got you got truth, truth, yeah. beauty, and goodness, which are I think they're natural and human things, which are really important. But the more you reflect upon them, I think I think the more they'll, in a sense, direct you in take you in the direction of the cross. And I, like, it is important to say a lot of Jews and a lot of Greeks at the time actually did did embrace the cross, they did take up their cross, they did become Christians, like Paul, for instance, as, a, as both a Jew and someone who had the culture of the Greek world. Um, Luke was probably Greek, not necessarily a Jew. Was he? Yeah. Luke was a Gentile? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Pretty sure. Um, yeah. There, there are quite a few um, people mentioned in, in Paul's letters that sound Greek. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't Because didn't he go to Athens? He does. Yeah. Yeah, it's mentioned in Acts chapter 17. Yeah. Um, 
That oh yeah, be... he went there and that's the, he found the statue to the unknown God that's and right. all that. Yeah, that's good. Um, so he was engaging as a Christian with Greek religious and philosophical thought in Athens. That's in Acts chapter 17 in the Bible. And he's, there's a statue, he said, of an unknown God. And he says, this un let me tell you what this unknown God is. You're, you're a very religious people. Um, and he begins to tell them about Jesus, fulfilling the prophecies given to one particular people whom they didn't really know very well, the Jews, people of Israel. Um, and they're, they're intrigued. Uh, but when he talks about the resurrection from the dead, they're freaked out because the whole idea of Greek philosophy was to get away from the flesh. As an escape from the flesh, this goes back to Plato, not just Plato, but it might be reflected in other traditions of the world today, like Buddhism, for instance, or even Hinduism, is everything, everything physical is taken to be unreal. And sometimes even mm. Christians fall into that, whereas actually the fullness of the faith is that everything physical is good because God made it. Um, and that's why truth, beauty, and goodness actually do lead us toward God. Right. Yeah, so... I was thinking like a lot about you, 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 we talk about this because we're, we're, this is what we do is like, okay, people talk about, let's just use the word knowledge for now or knowing a lot or being confident in what we know, our, our own wisdom. Um, one of the things I think is important is that we don't need to negate the wisdom of the world, even technology. And I'm a, I'm a techno skeptic in many ways, <laughs> as you know, um, although I use technology like this podcast, for instance, um, we don't need to negate the wisdom of the world, right? Yeah. Like th I think that's kind of important, and I think it's a very Catholic approach to, mm -hmm. to reality. Um, so you're not leaving behind your brain if you have faith. You're not leaving behind science. If right. You, if it's not like an opposition. Right. It transcends it, but it's mm -hmm. not in opposition, right? I think it, it challenges it. Challenges it. But it doesn't negate it. No. Hmm. Wisdom. The wisdom of the cross. Mm-hmm. The word of the cross, the wisdom of the cross. Mm -hmm. uh, it does refer to people on the way to destruction. I just want to end with that. Cheery note. Oh, oh, good. Maybe you, maybe me, maybe us. Hopefully not. Um, We're on the road to destruction? The first, the first line. Oh. You, you already talked about it, actually. Yeah, who's on the way? It's foolishness to those who are on the way to destruction. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Is that you? Should we just end there with a kind of cliffhanger? Or do you want to add anything? No, to that? I would really like people to stew about whether they're on the road to destruction. Okay, so we are going to end there. And not tell them how to get off of it. Next week is about mercy, so that might be helpful. Yeah. Just keep walking the road to destruction for one more week, but stay tuned. God's mercy shows up <laughs> next week. It's um, not like we haven't told them over and over again. I know. But the reality of destruction is worth considering. In fact, if, I'm pretty sure if they think, if they listen to this podcast, I doubt that. Mm, the, wisdom, the word of the gospel is foolishness. Yeah. Oh, oh. I see. You, you mean you think we're only getting people who believe what we already say? Maybe. Well, you've told me before that we, we should be trying to connect with people who don't believe what yes, we say. Yes, of course we should. Yeah. All right. We should never assume that everyone is on the same page. I think that's a mistake that a lot of preachers make. Sure. Christians, Teachers, Catholics. Christians, Catholics. Um, so if you think so we're right. being foolish, you might have a point, especially Sam and me. Um, yeah, but if you've got questions, I think if you've got questions that transcend the usual answers, mm -hmm. the usual answers can't get at those questions. I think that's maybe where the, where the cross has a word, is a word, the word of the cross, that might speak to you when you're ready for like, okay, we've got science, we've got technology, we've got progress, we even have other philosophies and religions as they did in Jesus' time. 
and then there's the cross. And it's, it's, it's completely different. I think that's, that's what I would like to say. Whatever you think about it, accept it, reject it, not sure, it is very different than any of the other, these other paths that are out there. And it does seem foolish. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the fo it's foolishness. I think that's a good note to end on. Okay. I will pray in thanksgiving. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, God our Father in heaven, the foolishness of the cross is the source of our salvation. The word of the cross um, is one that we all need to hear. So I pray in thanksgiving for the gift of the word of the cross, your son Jesus, um, given for all people at all times. And I just pray that you will help all of us to continue to consider the possibility that your word, the word of the cross, uh, is, is the very word that we all need to hear and consider and, and uh, deepen in our contemplation and reflection so that we will, we will look beyond all the amazing things that are part of your creation. And we praise and thank you, Jesus Christ, because you are the word who is on the cross. You have given your life in the worst possible way for the life of the world and for our lives. And you've given us the gift of your spirit who inspires us and leads us when we don't know where to turn. We pray all these things in your name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been Thursday Night Appetizer. He's Sam. I'm Charles. Tell your friends. Come back next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>